Yeah. So, I mean, we wanted to find a song that this is for all the listeners. This is the inaugural episode of Did It Slap, where we dive into a song that is 20 or more years old that was a hit and, uh, you know, try to look at if that song, you know, if people said song slapped 20 years ago, would they say this song slaps? Would you say that's a pretty accurate description? Yeah, although I, I, I want to state for the record that I don't want this song to be a did it slap. We can, it can be, but here's why. All right. Is because I remember this song growing up, and a did it slap episode about a song that I personally remember listening to feels makes me feel old. <laughs> I want us to do like a did it slap about like you know fucking like Tchaikovsky or something. What? That's <laughs> there's so many songs. Or I like don't... you know the fucking like the Beatles or so. You know we like go back and you know we we do some historical research. But here it's just like yeah you fucking remember this song from the nineties? <laughs> like yeah I remember this song. This song came out when I was in like eighth grade or something. Fair enough. I I. I barely remember. But fine. It's a fucking did it. We'll do it as a did it slap. <laughs> I mean, I barely remember this song from when I was growing up. So it's definitely a did it slap for me. Um. <laughs> okay. This is, we found this song that is on the, like, like it's the cusp song. Yeah. Because this, when did it come out? 95? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, man. I was 12. Like, I... Yeah, I listened to this kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, see, I was as I was a, nine. Twelve year old. I was nine, so I was. What were you listening to in 1995? I think the Macarena was that a song still? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, I think that it wasn't a song yet. I, I don't know. I distinctly remember that, like as a song around that age. My parents watched the Lawrence Welk show a lot. That's that's embarrassing. I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> I don't, so, so your musical experience circa 1995 was the Macarena and, and your parents watched the Lawrence Welk show. Yeah, I think I... Uh, okay. I think I just outed myself as far as how white I am. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's intense. <laughs> Do you... Could you... If, like, let's say, you know, you went to a particularly terrible wedding... And they made everybody, like, they played the Macarena. Would you know how to do the moves? Oh, fuck, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do those I do, moves? I remember the moves of the Macarena. You can't see this right now, but I'm 100% doing them. <laughs> Are you doing them right <laughs> now? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. So you cross your arms, put your hands on your hips, and, and you jump around. It's like a line dance song, but except you don't ever line dance you stand in one place and then turn around it's a spot dance i just remember like i remember as a kid like going to weddings and and watching people do this and i remember thinking that there were certain people that like did it too sexily <laughs> like they needed to tone it down dude the macarena is a fucking sexy song dude i don't know what you're talking about well okay i i i'm not a fan of people being sexy at weddings that's just my own <laughs> all i'm saying is that greater than zero people were conceived to the macarena that's all i'm trying to say there was a there's a there's a little boot there's a there was a little population boom when that song came out yeah and all those people need massive amounts of therapy these days Hey, 
Dave, what fucking what song are we doing? Darren, we're talking about This Is A Call by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> we're not talking about the Macarena? We're not talking about the Macarena, no. <laughs> yeah, This Is A Call by the Foo Fighters. Uh, and I will say this about this song. The lyrics are fucking all over the place. Yeah. So, okay, let me... Let me Let's for since this is a did it slap. Let me ask you this: when you first <laughs> when you first thought about this, I don't know why we doing. I don't I don't know why we're doing the did it slap on this one, but okay, this is old. It's a, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's not that old. It's super old. <laughs> it is. It's all. It is. It is. We are entering the realm of classic rock now. The nineties, <laughs> like it is. The, the Foo Fighters are not classic rock. Oh, they are one hundred percent. They are old as fuck. They are they are a post grunge band. Yeah, yeah. And how many how many post grunge genres have there been by the year nineteen ninety nine? Too many is the answer. And so this is this is, this is an old song. <laughs> I don't even know what that I don't means. Know. This, this is this is you got me on the technicality that I don't understand a thing you're saying. That's which is apt for this fucking song oh my god yeah but all right, so let me, let me when we first uh we were recommended this song by a friend of the pod scott white well you were recommended this yeah song. I, guess I, I i had nothing to do with all right it. so i was recommended the song and then i said these are your choices i'm gonna be honest i thought it slapped when i like first thought about it i was like oh yeah, yeah i remember that song was good that song was really good yeah and i'll say this about it i i musically i think i like it right it's like it's a fun little you know, it's a little frivolous. I, the structure is a little weird, right? It's yeah. a it's a take on the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, which is the the take here is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah, <laughs> I think something like that. And they just yeah, it's they got two things that they do and they do it six times each or something. Yeah, like it's that. it, it the song um one hundred percent goes on a solid minute longer than it needs to. I have no yeah it's this song is way too long because especially like some of the, the verses just get repeated and like I'm not against right. I'm not against there's plenty of songs that I like where they repeat the first verse or the second verse or something like that and that that's mm-hmm. fine that doesn't necessarily make for a bad song but in this case I was like okay this song is still going right and also when they're repeating the verses they're like wait wait, wait really you're gonna repeat that shit that that was nonsense the first time you said it and you're just gonna say it again this is ridiculous yeah this song is uh the lyrics are not good by they're just a fucking like they're, they're better than anything nirvana this ever was wrote. the era yeah this was the era of like kurt cobain had this kind of status as like the tortured poet guy right which and i want to challenge that, that but was... continue Right, no, like, I, 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 I would challenge it as well. I just think that, like, in the public conscious, Kurt Cobain was very much a, you know, sad, bright-eyed poet. Mm-hmm. And people thought of Nirvana as this sort of, like, the wounded, depressed, tortured artist, right? Like, that, that's all that, like, that was the entirety of Nirvana's right. thing. And so, in the wake of the sort of booming popularity of Nirvana, you get a bunch of bands that go oh so you just be as weird and avant-garde with your lyrics as possible and people just go oh this guy must be this guy must be on a fucking different plane right yeah like you remember the band bush 
We were like uh, Gavin fucking yeah. no, I t- Rosdale or whatever I, from Bush. I didn't, and I didn't just like until just now. Garbage lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry to have to bring it up. But it was, it, that's like, like, yeah, Bush is exhibit A in the in my argument that post grunge was all just this weird reaction to tortured artist syndrome. Yeah, and this song I think would be exhibit B because this song makes no fucking sense. No, and this there's like nothing is nothing good is going on. Yeah, either. I don't. Yeah, and this and that's the the weird thing is like I've I've heard that Kurt Cobain like literally wrote the lyrics right before they would record stuff. So, like, it, there was, like, no real, like, thought process that went into it. It's just, like, him scribbling down shit and they just recording it. And when you look at, like, Nirvana lyrics, it's, like, the it's like tortured poet. It's, like, dude, this is, like, freeform random bullshit. Like, that is, like, that's not yeah, poetry. It, it has a, a sort of, like, a, like a, yeah, free association kind of vibe. Like, a it, it reads like a Gertrude Stein, <laughs> like, writing exercise you know yeah it's uh and that's what this song reads like too though like this is maybe even worse than some of the i think this is worse than some of the nirvana stuff wow that's a i will say it's not as bad as the bush stuff the bush stuff makes no sense (laughs) that guy is like literally thumbing through the thesaurus and like yeah just plucking out words like like he's not even using words in their correct context yeah this is oh god so Let's let's dive into this song. I mean, it's like it's not going to take us long to get through it because this is just so visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems that all they ever wanted was a brother. This can be a secret. I again, like not (laughs) like what what is happening right now? Like where where are we? Who who what are we visiting? Who's being visited? What's happening? I'm going to say visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems all they ever wanted is the first three lines. I'm fine with them. Like that is. Okay, we're going somewhere. We've got an idea. I see. I'm not even there yet. We're, we might be going somewhere, but I don't know where. Well, this is the thing is, I, th- I thought we were going. Vi- like, who's visiting? Well, like, there's no person. Who's the they? The- all they ever wanted was who the fuck wanted a brother? Like, what is any of this? And maybe it's like we'll learn about that later, but we fucking don't. Yeah, and that's and that's to me where this song already starts to fall apart in any sort of like meaning. As soon as we go, this can be a secret, we can keep it good, which, you know, kudos on rhyming good with good, but... Uh, <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> Even all the ever wanting had a problem. I'm like... So I don't necessarily hate the line, even all the ever wanting had a problem. Like, I think that could be interesting. I thought it was... That's, point of clarification, I thought it was even all they ever wanted had a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. You're, Is that yeah, not right? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. I've gotten a different cup. That's, you look it up on some other shitty lyric site than I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so e- either way, whether it's the way I am seeing it or the way you're seeing it, I'm like, okay, that's, I think that's a, that's a, a, a good line that paints a picture that had made no fucking sense beforehand and makes no sense with everything that occurred before it. It's like, okay, cool. This one random line that could have been good, but is not. Right. So now, now we have one verse down uh, that is just, I don't know what we're talking about. Like I'm already confused about this song. I, I'm not even sure we're talking, what we're talking about anymore. Six lines. I don't in. think, yeah, I don't think that we're talking about anything. I think that we're, like I said, we're in a fucking Gertrude Stein, you know, free association thing. 
visiting is pretty, visiting, like, he's just trying to be, like, a fucking, you know, oh, I'll say, I'll say something's pretty, and then I'll say it's good. Yeah. Like, that'll, see, that sounds cool. I think th- This can be a secret. You know, this can be a secret is a good line, because this whole fucking thing is a secret, <laughs> because none of it makes any sense. Exactly. <laughs> so we can keep it good. Well, I'll tell you this: you can't keep it good because no. you're keeping it terrible right now. <laughs> you're keeping it terrible. This is what happens when keeping it terrible goes wrong. Um, <laughs> this is a call to all my past resignations. This is a call to all. So I kind of like which. Honestly, I'll say. It. Yeah, I kind of like that line too. Actually, I think that if like if if you had to. You know, put a gun to my head and said, what's the best line in this song? This is a call to all my past resignations. Yeah, that's a... There's a sense of, like, anthemicness to it, right? Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, this idea of, you know, it's, it's a call to action or a call to arms or something like that. But it's also, there's, like, a wistfulness because it's my past resignations. But wouldn't it be cool if the verses, like, were about that? Yeah. Like, has anything to do with that whatsoever, right? Like, like shoring up your past resignations in a way that you're like thinking about what you've done in life right and I've, and how that's affected you or something yeah wouldn't that be cool that, that would be cool and i think that's the that's the thing to take away from like i think when you latch on if you latch on to just the chorus this is a cool song if you then yeah listen I, and i think that's what i remembered about this song was the chorus and I was like yes like this is uh this is like you know this is off the first Foo Fighters album this is like very classic the archetypal Foo Fighters for the going on forward is that like the chorus was very anthemic they yep. Dave Grohl was very big on <clears throat> taking the stuff from like Nirvana of like playing with the dynamics of the of the music of starting out you know the quiet mm-hmm. and loud or like going from like right. soft to abrasive with the the yep. singing um but yeah then okay so we have one flash of potential right here here's what i'll say about the chorus this is this is my perspective on the chorus the chorus is wasted on this song. yes somebody needs to somebody needs to take this song and just rewrite all the verses and you could have a good song because the music is great i think the music is awesome yeah and I, I the I think the melody is even great. Like the melody is catchy. Someone should actually do that. Is like put lyrics to the song that work with being a call to his past resignations, yeah. and just record all the verses over. Exactly. But then the other problem that you have is that you only get like six lines. Yeah. Before you have to say this is a call to all my past resignations, yeah. right? Like so you gotta jump in unless. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta really nail it because you don't have a lot of room to work with. Yeah, you really don't. And, we, you, and you don't have. Oh my god, I just I, I'm like reading through the next verse and it's even worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. It's like I'm looking at it right now and it's just like oh my god. It's like, I, don't, I don't even want to say it. Uh, it's embarrassing to say it, even like to say it to make fun of. <laughs> <laughs> Having to say it is embarrassing. All right, well I'm gonna take one for the team here, but oh all god, right. I just, braver man than me. Fingernails are pretty. Fingernails are good. <laughs> <laughs> child like like fingernails are pretty fingernails are good like what the what is what is any of toddler could have written this this is the thing yes seems that all they ever wanted was a marking so is the they in this 
the fingernails. <laughs> this the fingernails. These are anthropomorphic fingernails. <laughs> they want a marking. They're like, we're fingernails, and we're out there. We want a marking. We want to mark something up. You know, we're, that's what our that's what we were born to do. We're fingernails. fingernails. Let me do Let's it. Do this. <laughs> fingernails. Like what is? It? All right. So the thing we have some anthropomorphic fingernails. Oh God. And then them balloons are pretty big. <laughs> them balloons are pretty big. <laughs> We went from, like, anthropomorphic fingernails described by a child to, like, Some, like, 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 a, like a farmer looking out at the at the sky and being like, uh, that, oh, them balloons are pretty big today. And, like, <laughs> and, and say they should ever fall to the ground, and I want everybody to stop for a moment. <laughs> Call the magic marker. Is the f- call the magic marker, Gabe? Gabe, call the magic marker. What are you doing, Gabe? Call the magic marker. <laughs> the the, did you see those? The size of those balloons? You gotta call the magic marker. Like I don't, I don't know what like hallucinogens you have to be on. He's like, in my head, like the only thing I'm thinking of, like them balloons are pretty big. I'm like, okay, so he's like looking at hot air balloons, and that's what he's seeing. This is some mushrooms-based trip because that would explain how bad right. the lyrics are. <laughs> right, that would that would make it make a little bit of sense, right? He's he's just totally high, and the first thing he does is he looks at his hand, right, which is a thing that you do when you're yeah, high yeah. sometimes, and he's just like, fingernails are pretty, <laughs> fingernails are good, fingernails are good, man. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden he looks up, and there's just like he's like in the middle of like some weird hot air balloon race, and so there's just all these balloons <laughs> just flying past him. He's, he's, he's in like, the middle of they're pretty big. He's like, he's in the middle of eighty two days around the world or whatever. Right. And he's like, call the... And then he just looks on his desk and there's a magic marker. So he's like, call the magic marker. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, but so instead of... So, so I guess here's the question, though. Is... Okay, so is the is the magic marker who we're calling in the chorus? Yeah, so are you calling the magic marker? Right, could you imagine, like, a guy that's, like, again, totally stoned out of his mind and he's holding up a magic marker to his face like it's a phone and he's like... <laughs> Hey, magic marker, this is a call to all my past resignations. <laughs> this is a call to It's all. been too long. Yeah, it's, what, I, uh, this is, yeah, this is absolutely just free association weirdness. I do like the idea of somebody holding a magic marker to their head and calling. <laughs> just calling call, you. Like, uh, what? Hold on, bro. I gotta, I gotta make this call. And I choose to believe that there's like some friend in the room that is completely sober or just not as high, and it's just like, "What are you doing, dude?" I, I yeah, just like watching this whole thing, being bored out of their mind, just like, letting it happen. Dave, Dave, what, what? Dave, are, you're you're gonna get magic marker. It's all over your ear, Dave. It's all over the side of your ear. What are you doing? You got hey, don't uh, don't drop it on the couch. Oh, it was a new couch. Da- oh Dave, God, was, uh, new couch, Dave. New couch. Uh, it's the, this. Visiting is not pretty. Visiting is not <laughs> Visiting good when Dave's not... stoned. Tell you that much. Your fingernails aren't fucking pretty, Dave. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole, Dave. That's what you are. So, okay. So then we have some verse on from what I... So the thing I could come up with is a medicine is pretty. Medicine is Medicine is pretty, yeah. Do you know what medicine is? An antibiotic is the only thing that I could come up um, with. It... It's it's an acne medicine. It's an acne medicine. Yeah, it's like minocycle. It, it was an acne medicine back in the day. I, I it might still be around, but it was a thing that like yeah, like teenagers 
who went through acne treatment probably understood the concept of minis. Okay. Minocycling, I think. Yeah. Is yeah. So, okay. Minocin is like the. Okay. So, yeah, I looked it up and I knew it was a tetracycline based antibiotic. I just didn't know what the hell it was used for. Yeah. So it was it was used especially in the nineties for uh, for acne okay. related things. So, but but what the fuck does that mean in this context? Yeah, it's pretty and it's good. Is this just another thing that he's like seeing on his desk or something? And he's just like, oh, there's another. Well, thing. so I mean, cause the thing is, if you're using it as acne medicine, you could read into it that it that that you're not pretty. The medicine is making you pretty, I guess. Right. That yeah, it's the thing that's pretty. It's not you. Yeah. yeah. And it's good because it's 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 covering your flaws in a way. And so then, but then this next line seems that all the cysts and mollusks tend to bother barter. Barter. Yeah. And okay, so I I do have training in invertebrate zoology. And I do know that tetracycline-based antibiotics are have not particularly great for a lot of invertebrates, particularly like mollusks. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and I and I'm gonna like assume that Dave Grohl also has some sort of invertebrate biology. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and assume he went and took an invertebrate zoology course and like understood the environmental ecology of or excuse me the envi- the ecotoxicology of tetracycline based antibiotics on freshwater invertebrates he must he have. must have this, this is, is the no other explanation <laughs> for like what the fuck that even means cuz like, i totally understand like i what i'm taking this as is this is a uh, a song that is now about antibiotic resistance and uh, ecological damage due to the things we're uh, trying to make use to make us our, ourselves pretty and to make ourselves good, and that's like a real stretch of. Uh, it is that is that's a that's a reach. Yeah, which okay, all right. So I will say this: the next line, Ritalin is easy. <laughs> this is we talked about this already. Yeah, we've right? already that, talked this about is the classic. Yeah. Classic '90s thing of like, just like shitting on people who have to take ADD medication yeah. for some reason. And so, I mean, I think there was that that uh, you know. So, so this is something that I've I've dealt with with ADD is there is always this question of of do you medicate it or do you do you have behavioral do you attempt to use behavioral right, like cognitive behavioral yeah, ther- ex- exactly. therapy exactly yeah. and and ideally cognitive behavioral therapy is where you move into as you're older but a lot mm-hmm. of folks just continue to medicate themselves and some people like you know and and I still need medication to focus more easily like the cognitive behavioral therapy has been fine but like it's not as great it's like I am nowhere near as productive or focused as when I'm on on my uh, pseudo amphetamines um, ready to conquer Poland uh-huh. like I guess I kind of see that like if you're part of some anti-medication crowd or whatever that you could see that that would be a common critique, I would assume in the late nineties that Ritalin is just the easy way out. Right. And I think it's, it's kind of trying to tie it to the acne medicine. Right. Right. Like, Oh, like Ritalin just like, Oh, that's the, like that waters you down, makes you, you know, there was this idea of like the, the fucking, you know, the man is, is trying to like control you and it makes you like a sheep to the man. Right. And it's like same thing with the medicine of like, oh yeah, like you need acne medicine because you're not like you know it's you're taking the easy way out. You're you, you're superficial. You're trying to like you know 
adhere to some bullshit notions of beauty standards or whatever. Right? Like, this was, like, a thing that people in the 90s cared about. No one cares about this anymore, yeah, as far as I, I can tell. But. I mean, I don't, like... I don't know. I mean, w- I mean, it certainly doesn't crop up in songs these yeah, days. No, the way it's, that it's it cer- did in the 90s. Well, I think, yeah, it certainly does not pop up as much anymore. I mean, I think you still, uh, you know, it's it's no secret that you need to be pretty to be successful in this world, and you need to be focused. And you need to be focused. Right? You need to be pretty, and you need to be <laughs> so. focused. Uh, and ideally, you need to be pretty, you need to be focused, and you need to be skinny. Pick two. You can't be can't be all of them. That that is that is the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, and are these part of his past resignations? Right. Like, is he saying, "I have you know taken the easy way out with acne medicine and with Ritalin." Yeah, which and that's a resignation of mine. That's like a thing that I. I don't. Well, yes. Yeah, so was this? Because I mean, like Dave Grohl was a like. So he was in like the DC punk scene like before joining Nirvana, like definitely part of like that, that hardcore scene and that anti-authority type of, uh, type of music. But like, yeah. so it's like, did he then resign himself? Like what, what was going, I don't know what's going on again. We don't have enough information in the song to be like, okay, did he take the easy way out? Did he have really bad acne and took medicine? Was that pushed on him by his record label? Was that pushed on, you know, did was Ritalin pushed on him by his parents or like whatever? Like I don't like I Yeah, there seems buried in here amongst the nonsense is this sort of like vague critique about superficiality and artificiality, right? Like this, like the 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 two words that he uses over and over again are like pretty and good. Right? Yeah. Which I think that he's saying, like, these things are pretty, but they're not fucking, like, there's no reality to them. Yeah. They're just, they're they're window dressing. But he doesn't ever, like, say anything clearly enough that you kind of just have to, like, guess based on the use of certain words in in repetition that you're like well this word must be important he's saying the word pretty a lot so that must be a thing that he's talking about yeah and and uh, yeah that's that's the i think the only way to garner some meaning out of this because there's there's no again we don't have a whole lot here no yeah there's almost nothing right like there's they just say the same weird bullshit over and over again and so you kind of just have to go, okay, well, I guess, you know, visiting is pretty. Visiting yeah. is good. Riddling is easy. Riddling is, right? Like, and, you're just like, okay. And I don't want to, and the one thing I want to say is that you don't have to say a lot to say something meaningful or even beautiful or interesting. Like, not everything has to be beautiful or anything like that. Uh, like, we're not always looking for that necessarily with, with uh, like, whether it be lyrics or poetry. Like, I think, like, one of my favorite poems of all time you know, this is just to say by William Carlos Williams, like right. it is no, short yeah, those and images, concise. Yeah, um, it, it gets to the point, and it's it's like it's still evocative, even though you don't like you. You're like, what the fuck is you know? Why am I reading this at first? <laughs> and then you kind of like you you start to think about it, and the meaning kind of presents itself in an interesting way. Whereas here, you do that, and you just go, no, there's nothing here. Yeah. Like, there's just, it's just like, I'm I'm grasping at something, and it's just falling apart. Yeah, it's like... You, because probably he was writing this shit in the studio, just, you know, oh, it sounds good. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, 
He wasn't even, like, digging into his subconscious. He was just kind of, like, throwing shit out there. And it just ended up not being... Making no sense. Like, I will say this about this song is that I think the underlying music, and like we said earlier, the underlying music is is excellent. I think even the way... Because this is Dave... This is the, the first song on their first album. And Dave Grohl did this interesting thing of, like, doubling all of his vocals on that he's continued to do and it provides this like interesting and very different layer to the the actual vocal tracks and the way in which the music is recorded and arranged is is interesting i think there's a good song here it's just not in the lyrics to the verse the chorus lyrics are can could be good if the verse didn't blow so fucking hard (laughs) yeah I agree. Every, it's it's so weird because everything about this song is good except for the lyrics to the verses. But the lyrics to the verses are so bad that it's just like, this song is a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see how that one thing that goes wrong in a song can just tank the entire song. Yeah. Like, if there's just one thing that's off, you're just like, no, this is garbage. Like, like this is nonsense. Even though everything else in the song, like, and it was a hit, and people liked yeah. it because people weren't like thinking about the verses or whatever. And you're right, like the the chorus is anthemic and it sounds meaningful, and so you just sort of assume that the lyrics have meaning. And he kind of uses certain buzzwords, you know. He says like, "Oh well, like Ritalin," and he says like stuff like, you know, uh, mollusks and stuff. And I think that they're, like the type of people that were listening to the Foo Fighters in 1995 or whenever this song came out would be really impressed by like, oh, like that's that's some shit that I learned in my, you know, sophomore biology class. Mm-hmm. Like this dude knows his shit. He's talking about fucking mollusks. <laughs> when I talk to my friends about stuff, I don't talk about mollusks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, and it's back to it's back to the tortured artist thing. Yeah. I have a good chorus, you know, that that actually evokes a certain meaning, and then the verses are filled with impenetrable gibberish, and that's good enough to fool people yeah. into thinking that he has something to say. Yeah, because I, I I think you're right, because everything about this song, like we said with the music, and I think the even the melody to the verse is good and catchy. Yep. So you just you just have this very interestingly enough, just this nice window dressing. Like that's that's all the verse serves to be is is just window dressing. And and ironically, to the extent that I understand this song at all, it seems to be railing against that style of superficiality. Right. Right? Like the with the acne medicine. What the fuck is the name of the acne? Medicine. Medicine, <laughs> like yeah, with that shit, it's just like this is a song that seems to be evoking a critique of superficiality but the lyrics themselves are totally superficial yeah there's nothing here that has any substance or meaning and maybe that's maybe it's like this weird like avant-garde fucking you know like andy (laughs) kaufman-esque thing where he's like like this is a joke right that i'm playing this joke my my critique of superficiality is so next level that I've written an entire song that has no meaning whatsoever. If that's what's going on, and I want to believe that's what's going on because I, th- you know, from interviews and things like that that I've seen with Dave Grohl, I want to like him. He seems like a good dude. 
seems like a nice guy and i want to be like you know what i want to ascribe to him the best of intentions yeah yeah the best of in uh, <laughs> the best well and and just as a as an interpretive matter generally speaking the 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 interpretation you should go with for a song or for a poem or for whatever is the one that that makes it the best sure. right like you don't want to you don't want to interpret it to say something terrible and then be like well that was terrible and it's like well no your interpretation of it was terrible so to the extent that we can sort of stretch this interpretation to be a wildly interesting critique of superficial lifestyle choices mm-hmm. and that it itself has no meaning whatsoever into it i kind of dig that that's uh, that's the one that i'm let's, gonna let's go, go with that it is it is a next level critique of the superficial uh lifestyle and culture that was present in the early to mid 90s so with that in mind darren darren yeah darren this is a call by the foo fighters did it slap I think it did. I think it kind of did. Like, I'm I'm on the fence, but I think it it does enough things that are good. And if we're gonna interpret it, the one thing that tanks the song to be something that is actually good about the song, then yeah, I'll go with kind of slaps. Yeah. I'm which which in a weird way is an ironic twist ending to this episode. Yeah, exactly. Next time on Does It Slap, we'll be talking about 98 by Fabius Speck featuring No Can Do. You can find Does It Slap on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, shit, just about everywhere. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. The reviews will help other people find the podcast. In your review, feel free to tell us what song you want us to give the slap treatment. Who knows? We might just add your favorite song to the slap canon. Follow us on Twitter at Does It Slap Pod. Our theme music is provided by the patron saints of slap, New Junk City. Find a link to their band camp down in the episode description. Our cover art is done by Jeremy Hammond. Find him on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Boom. And we're out.